Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Hello and welcome to another Arcade Attack podcast. I'm your host, Keith, and today I'm joined by... Absolutely no one. That's right, you lucky, lucky people. It's just me today. The boys have let me loose on my own, mainly because I've been nagging them for ages to let me do this. Now, some of our regular listeners might know, uh, because I've spoken about it before fairly regularly... But I'm a big fan of and a big advocate for video game music and video game soundtracks. So what today is, um, and it's going to be sort of a, a regular a regular series, hopefully, uh, is me talking about some of my favourite music from video games, favourite soundtracks, and sharing some of that with you. And what I'm hoping to do, obviously as well as sort of reminisce about some really classic stuff that I think we'll all be familiar with, also, maybe highlights and game soundtracks that aren't as well known um, and that I feel deserve a bit more attention. Um, and also, I think the main thing was to help you guys to look at game soundtracks and video game music in a slightly different light. I know there's plenty of people out there who, like me, do listen to video game music a lot. I listen to it all the time, pretty much. You know, I'm a big music fan. But, it, you know, it, it makes up a big chunk of, of, of my listening. And I think modern games, obviously, they tend to have big orchestral soundtracks. Quite often there's big name artists or producers involved. But I think, uh, you know, back in 8, 16, 32-bit days even, uh, video game music composers really didn't get the credit that I, I think they deserve. And so uh, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this, because people might laugh. Oh, what are you listening to? Oh, I'm listening to the Sonic 2 soundtrack. People, you know, some people will probably scoff at that. But why? You know, it's it's perfectly valid uh, form of music. And uh, I think more people should enjoy it. And, and there's a lot of it that really is just as good to listen to outside of the game as it as it is when you're playing. So rather than me just play random tracks that I like, I've decided to kind of theme these episodes. I've got quite a few ideas in mind. If you guys have got any, you know, themes, I don't know, particular genre of game, particular developer, um, particular console, anything like that, give us a shout. I've got a few ideas in mind. But today, as you would have seen from the podcast title... It's some of my favourite and some of the best boss themes from the Mega Drive uh, slash Genesis. And so we'll jump straight in here with the first track. Uh, It's from a game I remember fondly. Uh, I think I rented it back in, in, must have been 91 or 92. It's a game that was clearly heavily influenced by Robocop. Um, and it was an arcade conversion, although it was another one of those uh, Sega action platformers where it was completely different from the arcade game. Uh, and that game is eSwap. Now, this has got, it's only short, uh, quite a few of these are short tracks. 
but this is one of my absolute favorite Mega Drive boss themes. It's only a couple of minutes long. Someone on YouTube, or probably a few people on YouTube, have actually looped it so that it goes on for longer. Um, it's really addictive, and you can, you know, I found myself listening to it over and over. But have a listen to this one. I'm sure a lot of you will be familiar with it. But yeah, this is the boss theme from ESWAT. Okay, so there you go, the ESWAT boss theme. Uh, very cool tune, love that one. Now, if any of you guys out there happen to be metalheads um, or fans of Megadeth in particular, I've always found that tune to be very, very similar or kind of reminiscent of Hangar 18. If you know what I'm talking about, have a listen. Listen to them back to back and let me know what you think. But I don't know, it's, they've always kind of reminded me of each other. Um, which is weird because ESWAT came out in 1989 um, and Hangar 18 wouldn't have been released until the year after. So something for you metalheads to check out anyway. Next up, absolute classic Mega Drive game. Beautiful looking game. Uh, and another one I remember renting when I was a kid, uh, probably from Blockbuster Video and Crystal Palace. And it's Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, to give it its full name. And uh, it's a very, very short piece, this one. It's less than a minute long. Uh, but again, it just it's just perfect boss music. It has that sense of urgency. And it's just, just very, very cool. So check this one out. See what you think.
Absolutely love that one. So many great memories of that game. Like I say, it was one of the probably one of the first games I really remember renting for my Mega Drive. Uh, it just you know I just remember it, it just looked incredible, and it, it even sort of later on it was probably still one of the best looking games on the Mega Drive. Stone Cold Classic, one that everyone should have in their collection. Now, moving on, I've had a couple of early Mega Drive games, so 1989, 1990 sort of time, and now we're moving into 1992. These aren't all in chronological order, but that's where we are now. And we're talking about one of the best games on the system. In a lot of people's opinion, possibly the best game on the Mega Drive. It's certainly one of the most fondly remembered and one of the big parts of that is the soundtrack. If you haven't guessed already, it's Streets of Rage 2. Arcade Attack favourite. I mean, it's everybody's favourite, isn't it? Um, but me and the guys absolutely love this. And yeah, Yuzo Koshiro worked wonders with this one. I mean, he kind of... We've got a Yuzo Koshiro doubleheader coming up here. And we'll we'll talk about the Streets of Rage series, um, I'm sure, in detail on another podcast. And I'll definitely talk about the soundtrack again. But what he achieved um, with this soundtrack, it's, it's, it's remarkable, really. It doesn't sound like a video game soundtrack. It sounds like the early 90s house music. It's absolutely brilliant. And uh, here it is. Here's the boss theme from Streets of Rage 2. Crank it up and enjoy
that has to be a contender for possibly the greatest 16-bit soundtrack of all time. If any of you guys are familiar with Data Discs, who have been producing over the last couple of years uh, classic uh, video game soundtracks on vinyl, Streets of Rage 2, they bought that out, I uh, believe, in 2016. Uh, it was one of the things that prompted me to start collecting um, video game vinyl. Um, and even now, I mean, I've got loads, but that is right up there with my most played. Um, it's just, it's fantastic. It, it it just never gets old. Absolute classic. I mean, I could have just played the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack in, enti- in its entirety, and that would have been awesome on its own. So, yeah, absolute classic. Now, next up, I said we had a Yuzo Koshiro doubleheader, and we do. It's another early uh, Mega Drive game, and it's yet again another game that's remembered as, despite its age, being one of the very best games on the console. And it's not my personal favourite Shinobi game. It actually comes in third behind Shadow Dancer and Shinobi 3. But nevertheless, Revenge, the Revenge of Shinobi from 1989 is still an absolute classic um, and here is Yuzo Koshiro's boss theme from that game. Terrible Beat, which is the boss theme from Revenge of Shinobi. I forgot to mention this before I did the Streets of Rage 2 one. Some great song titles on the Yuzo Koshiro soundtracks. Like I say, that the Shinobi one there is called Terrible Beat. And uh, the boss theme from Streets of Rage 2 is Never Return Alive. Awesome stuff. So, next up. Maybe cheating a little bit with this one. It's not solely a Mega Drive game. And... Uh, Whether it counts as a boss theme, I'm not sure. I'll leave that open to debate. But hey, I'm in charge. I'm picking the tunes, so it's going in. And it's from Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition. And uh, the way I figure it, any of the four Grandmasters themes would have been allowed. And this is one of my... Well, on on a game that has one of the all-time... Again, one of the all-time classic soundtracks. I think we can probably all hum the uh, stage music to pretty much every character in this game along with the uh, character select and the title screen uh, I this is one of my absolute favourites in the whole game 
Um, and I think it's partly, he's not really one of my favourite characters. He's probably right down the bottom. But his stage is awesome. The glitz and glamour of Las Vegas. Um, the neon lights. Um, of course, it's the Balrog stage. And uh, his theme is just one of my absolute favourites. So I'll leave it to you guys whether you consider it to strictly be a boss theme. But here it is nonetheless. much do you want to go and play street fighter 2 right now so so good i can't tell you how much i'm enjoying doing this just brilliant and the next track is no exception to the brilliance we're moving on to one of my it's a game i have waxed lyrical about on the podcast the best shoot 'em up of the 16-bit era it's got one of the absolute best soundtracks of the 16-bit era. And now I kind of sound like I'm repeating myself. It's not Streets of Rage 2 this time. It's uh, Technosoft's classic from 1992. It's Thunder Force 4, uh, known as Lightning Force in America, complete with the uh, extra E. It's, um, it's, just, it's a, a brilliant game. It's another one that kind of pushed the Mega Drive to its limits uh, visually um, and sonically as well. 
it's it's one that I had everything crossed for uh, that Data Discs or someone would one day release properly on vinyl or any kind of physical media really. Um, and Data Discs have recently teased that it's coming, so I am super excited for it. It's 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 again kind of it's quite a metal soundtrack, um, even though it's obviously all electronic. It's it's, it's a very metal sounding. Um, soundtrack and, and I, it's absolutely fantastic the track that people tend to go for um is a track called metal squad which is awesome pretty much everything on this this game soundtrack is awesome uh but this particular one it's actually the stage one boss uh boss music and um it's absolutely fantastic it is called evil destroyer which i think says it all so again turn it up strap in Here's some Thunder Force 4. love that game so much i mean and that tune is just relentless you know perfect boss music just ah outstanding the next game on the list now this is a later mega drive release it's uh the music is unique to the mega drive version and it came out in 1995 it's a licensed game it's the adventures of batman and robin now if you haven't played this one it's less of an action platformer and almost a shoot 'em up um, and it is very, very, very tough. But it does have 
an awesome soundtrack. Now, the soundtrack was done by a Danish composer called Jesper Kidd, and he's actually only one of two non-Japanese composers um, on this list today. And he's known these days for creating soundtracks to uh, the Assassin's Creed games um, and Hitman games. You know, he's had a really long and successful career in in video game composing. And um, this was one of his earlier, earlier works. And it's it's one I wanted to include. It's not, maybe not going to be to everyone's taste, but we were in 1995, the end, you know, the end of the Mega Drive. And the PlayStation was already here. The Saturn was already here. And we'd gotten to the point where people like Jesper Kidd were able to do things with the Mega Drive visually, but also with the, with the sound chip in the Mega Drive that you just you just couldn't have imagined a few years prior um, when you, you hear the more basic stuff. This, to me, it sounds like something that you would expect to hear on a PlayStation soundtrack. So this is, this is the boss theme from The Adventures of Batman and Robin. It's a very, very tough game, but it's a very, very good game. So if you haven't played it, check it out um it's obviously based on uh, the batman animated series from the 90s which is amazing again if you haven't seen it you need to see it but check this out uh it, it's really pushing the limits of what the mega drive could do and it's just incredible
after that was the big boss theme from The Adventures of Batman and Robin by Jesper Kidd. Um, I'd love to know uh, if you hadn't heard that before. I'd love to know what you guys make of that. It's Listening back to it now, it, it does. A bit like um, the Yuzo Koshiro Streets of Rage soundtracks. It, it sounds like something you would hear in a club or you would have heard in a club back in the early to mid 90s and not the kind of thing you would expect to hear from your little video game. Yeah, really, really interesting that one. Um, and just wanted to kind of mix it in there with all the more familiar stuff because uh, it just, just kind of shows off what could be done with the Mega Drive, um, especially sort of in its, in its latter years. Okay, so that's a, that was a fairly moody, fairly dark piece of music. Pretty cool, but kind of dark. We're lighting things up a little bit now, game wise at least. Um, it's still pretty. It's a pretty. It's still a pretty intense piece of music because it's a boss theme, but it's from one of my favorite platform games probably one of my favorite platform games ever never mind just um on the mega drive or just 16 bit and it's spike and army and it's rocket knight adventures incredible game it's still brilliant now i played it through just a few months ago and and it is another game that we will almost definitely talk about uh in detail on the podcast i just i just think it was such a fun game there was a real variety in the levels it had quite a good sense of humour with the pig enemies and, you know, the uh, kind of steampunk um, mechanical uh, vehicles and weapons and things like that. Um, and obviously the uh, the kind of wall bouncing mechanic with Sparks' jetpack just, you know, gave it that little extra that a lot of platform games, especially uh, mascot platformers, as they become known, kind of uh, struggled to have, you know, that little thing to differentiate them. Um, and it's another game which has a fantastic soundtrack. <laughs> um, it's one that I have I have got on vinyl, and uh, it, you know it's it's really good. It's quite varied. You know this this boss theme just just suits the game perfectly. Uh, it's it's kind of wacky, kind of off the wall a little bit, um, and uh, here it is.
what a game, what a soundtrack. Rocket Knight Adventures. Now, next up, it's a game... I wanted to mix things up a little bit and really kind of pick one out that a lot of people won't have heard because they probably haven't played it. It's another shoot 'em up and there were plenty of great ones on the Mega Drive. And uh, But unfortunately, this one was only ever released in Japan. Uh, it's called... It's, I mean, it's quite well known and incredibly expensive now, unfortunately. It's called Glaylancer. And to give it its full title, Advanced Busterhawk Glaylancer. And um, it was developed and published by Masaya. And uh, it didn't leave Japan. And it wasn't available outside Japan legally until it was uh, released on the Wii Virtual Console back in 2008. Which is a real shame. It's it's a very good Mega Drive shoot-em-up. I wouldn't say it's outstanding but it's a very good game and it has uh, an, an absolutely brilliant soundtrack uh, there's there's several tracks um that aren't boss themes that i would love to play at some point um thinking i'll probably have to do a shoot em up episode of this just because they seem to go hand in hand uh, with awesome soundtracks so this is one that I wanted to include. It's a little bit different. It's just a really cool sounding piece of music. And I think, again, it kind of it shows that evolution from, you know, your minute long Castle of Illusion style boss theme, which I love, don't get me wrong, into something that almost is sounds more like just a song in its own right. A, a bit like the uh, the Batman and Robin track that I played. It's It's got that kind of quality. There's so much going on. There's so many layers to it. So I hope you enjoy this one.
Oh man, I'd forgotten actually how good that was. Listening back to it now, I would love, absolutely love uh, a release of, of the Glay Lancer soundtrack. It's probably not going to happen as it, you know, it was a Japan only game and, and not one that will have maybe like worldwide appeal, but absolutely brilliant. Okay, now we're coming towards the end. We've got four more tracks. I'm going to play the next two together, one after the other. We're talking about the Mega Drive here. We're talking about Sega. You didn't think we were going to get through this podcast without mentioning a certain blue spiky hedgehog? Of course not. I love Sonic. You love Sonic. Everybody loves Sonic. Even if they maybe grew out of that love as his games became increasingly rubbish. But the first game and the second game, very dear to my heart. The third game is a great game, but I was listening back to the soundtracks... Uh, for this podcast and I don't know the boss themes in Sonic 3 didn't grab me didn't grab me in the same way they're maybe not as iconic as as the ones from the first two games overall Sonic 3 has a fantastic soundtrack don't get me wrong it's just the boss theme just didn't stand out to me so what I'm going to do I mean these are probably a bit like some of the themes from the Mario games these are indelibly kind of burned into our subconscious But I'm going to play them back to back, Sonic the Hedgehog boss theme and then the Sonic 2 boss theme. And I want you to, you know, see which is your favourite. I think for me it's the first one just because it still sounds quite menacing and, and, you know, frightening. You know, especially that first time you meet Robotnik with the big ball and chain that will always, always stick in the memory. But, you know, they're both they're both great. Obviously very short. I'm going to play those back to back now. It's Sonic. Enjoy.
I've listened to them back to back. I can't decide. I think I might prefer the second one. Um, let's just agree that um, Masato Nakamura's soundtracks to Sonic 1 and 2 are undoubted classics and there's not a bad track among them I don't think but yeah just iconic stuff there and as we come to the end um, we've got two tracks left the next one is from um, it's, it's a game that I enjoyed at the time I've played it recently and it's too hard the time limits are just a killer it's a game based on one of the worst films in a great franchise and it's alien three now i alien and aliens are two of my absolute favorite films of all time um there are things i appreciate about alien three as, as a movie but you know it's not my favorite but it obviously it happened to be the alien film that came out during the mega drive era um and and the game we got really kind of aside from Ripley having a shaved head and it being set in a prison colony didn't really bear any resemblance to the film there's lots of guns lots of aliens to shoot and it's got it's got a lovely dark brooding atmosphere as well which which was kind of perfect for that kind of game and the soundtrack was done by Britain's very own Matt Furness it's a very good soundtrack overall um I highly highly recommend having a listen to all of it on YouTube it really kind of fits the the alien world the alien franchise if you like Here's the Level Guardian music from Alien 3 from 1992.
that won't be the last time that you hear some of Matt Furness's music on these podcasts. Um, there's a couple of other pieces of his that I really love that I will be bringing to you soon. Um, now we've reached the end of our first Arcade Attack music special. We've got one more track to play. Um, I'm going to kind of end with that. Uh, but before I tell you what that is and talk a bit about the game, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, let us know. If you haven't, let us know. Um, I know this kind of thing isn't for everyone. A lot of people do just prefer podcasts to be discussion um, and and talking and, and, and that kind of thing. We wanted to try something different. I wanted to indulge my passion for game music. So, it's, you know, it's absolutely fine. And, and I wanted to make it clear as well that the absolute bulk of our podcasting content will still be the four of us shouting at each other about old video games, which I think is what most of you li- listen to us for. But we wanted to kind of drop these in every now and then just to mix things up a bit. I thought it would be a cool thing, you know, if you're uh, driving to work on the train, wherever you listen to to us, it might be cool to be able to listen to these tunes as well. So, yeah, any and all feedback, welcome. Also, I think I said it at the beginning, but if you've got any ideas for things that you would like me to play, any suggestions for boss themes that I missed out today. I mean, this is this is just Mega Drive games, obviously, um, and it's subjective. There's some of my favourites. There's some that are indisputable, Streets of Rage 2, the Sonic games. But if you've got any that you think I missed, please let me know, because if they're ones that I'm not familiar with, I would love to check them out. Um, but yeah, rest assured, uh, we will be back again next week. I will be back with some more of these podcasts, um, with some some awesome music uh, now just to uh, to sign out we are going back to the very very early days of the mega drive to 1989 in fact and it's it's not a very good game uh, it's a game that in japan was licensed as part of the fist of the north star franchise or hokuto no ken um, but when it came to the West, it lost that license and it was rebranded as Last Battle. I still remember playing this on a friend's Mega Drive. It's a pretty terrible side-scrolling beat-em-up if you haven't played it. You punch and kick enemies and they fly off the screen in a kind of comical manner. That was partly to do with censoring. Um, in the Japanese version, uh, I've seen footage of it online, uh, when you punch or kick your enemies, they exploded in a huge puddle of blood, which for 1989 was uh, was pretty risque um, and pretty gory. Which it's not it's not surprising that that was that was censored for the Western release. It's a game that had some interesting ideas, as well as being like a side-scrolling beat 'em up. But at the end of each stage, um, there was like an overworld map, and you could choose your route through the game. So you know, it was, it was trying to do some. Some interesting things, but the actual side-scrolling beat-em-up side of it was too basic. The animation was poor, and it, it was a game that was kind of roundly panned at the time, um, and probably rightly so. But, and trust me to, to find this, it has got a quite an interesting soundtrack. It's not long. It's it's probably overall, it's only probably about 20 minutes worth of music. But the, the boss theme is one that's always stood out to me because it's it's really quite chilled. That's why I thought I'd pick it as one to, to end the show on. It's, uh, yeah, it's a strange one, 
but it's it's a, it's a cool piece of music um kind of chilled out boss theme just to end on so again thank you very much for listening i do hope you've enjoyed it and uh yes enjoy the theme to last battle and we will speak to you soon